0: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: We welcome you in. It is primetime action on a Monday night from Las Vegas at our South Point Sportsbook Studios. We roll it back for the final time tonight on primetime action. I'm Ben Wilson. Jeff Parles joining me on the desk. Wyatt Tomchek behind the glass. After our, our humble goodbyes on Friday, where Matt. Brown, Kelly, Bidlin, Bidadoo. We still have a show to do, Jeff. So. I was
5: gonna say. I think there's gonna be some people today that are very confused. Like, wait a second, I thought the <laughs> show ended on Friday. Instead, no, we're back. In, instead, they let they uh, they let they let, uh, they let the Mizzou uh, crew end up in uh, end, pr- end prime time action along with a little bit of Tom Check mixed in. There we go. They, there he is, our guy Wyatt Tomchak here today, waving. I didn't not go to on Mizzou. camera. No, I, I know to, you didn't. No, that's good. I yeah, UNLV. That's probably a good thing uh, in the end that, that uh, we don't have three. This is, guys.
3: Uh, this is the proudest Wyatt has been of being a UNLV alum since probably. <laughs> it's the first time we've been above 500 since 2019. <laughs> when we were 1-0 after beating
5: SUU.
4: <laughs> UNLV football actually covered for a change, Jeff, uh, over the weekend. We do have some baseball, though, tonight. There's a lot of tennis going on. I'll get into my play here in just a second, uh, which is more of, just a, more of just an emotional. Alexander uh, Jr. You know. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best. But <laughs> uh, I'm going to try at least on, on our final night here of the show. A lot to get to. Brady Cannon, Danny Burke, uh, both excellent hosts here at the network, going to join is, us a little bit later. And is, um, is we'll da- have
5: some fun. Is, is Danny recovered yet? Well, from... that's the first question we would ask. I think it has to be. You also have to ask Danny. We also have to ask Danny how many beers he had when they were giving it away for free. Oh, over under had to have been six and
4: six and a half. Six and a half. Would they have were, to they, the they said under. they were.
5: They actually ran out of beer at Aviva Stadium because the one there was a malfunction yeah. with the internet, so they ran out of beer and apparently they were giving out pints of gin and tonic. Instead sounds dangerous, especially for
4: the, especially for the Nebraska fans. that's, that's for those who don't know, Danny, Nebraska alum, he was in Dublin for that season opening game this weekend. He's going to join us a little bit later. We do have, we have one game underway already. It's the final game of that wraparound four game set in Miami between the Dodgers and Marlins. Marlins have already struck first on a Brian Anderson RBI ground out uh, in that one there. Dodgers also putting Tony Gonsolin on the IL today, so uh, that could be some significant news there for Dodger backers going forward, even though that team is pretty well stacked. As far as the rest of the slate, Jeff, we do have seven other games getting underway shortly, one rain delay, though, in Cincinnati, but there will be some action for us to sweat uh, tonight there on the Diamond. Yeah,
5: just just, uh, quickly on Gonsolin before we get to the games because we still have five minutes before the first one in Toronto goes uh, because of that rain delay in Cincy. That really, because it's a forearm injury. We know how tricky forearm injuries are for pitchers now. That could mean, all right, it's only two, three weeks, no problem. He's ready for the playoffs. Or that could be an extended absence. And as good as the Dodgers lineup is, the best in baseball by a wide margin, Ben. They've been the best pitching team so far this year. I'm just curious to see. We still haven't seen Kershaw come back, even though we expect him to come back at the end of the week. Bueller's on the shelf until 2024. If Gonsolin's out an extended period of time, you're starting starting to clamp down a little bit on the starting pitching options, even though Urias and Kershaw one two in a playoff scenario would still be quite good for the Dodgers. Still let's, not bad. Still not bad. Uh, tonight, uh, let's start north of the border. Cubs at Blue Jays. Interested in Jose Burrios as a minus-230 favorite to DraftKings, Ben? I'm going to take interested a interested
4: in that? I'm going to take a pass.
5: Oh, he's been all right he's his been last better, couple starts. He's been better yes. at home as well. Uh, Javier Assad, who actually pitched quite well against St. Louis last week, gets the ball for the uh, Northsiders on the Shut road. Shut him north, out, right? Four innings? Four. I want to say four and a third. Shut out. Yeah. Pitched well. That was the he game that comes one in the doubleheader. Uh, but uh, the Blue Jays, uh, again, big favorites, total of Nine. North of the border. Right now, we're looking at a 440 Pacific, 740 local time in the Queen City, a Cincinnati tonight for the Reds and the Cardinals, Michaelis and Chase Anderson. Now, there's a
4: name. Yeah. He's back in the big leagues.
5: Chase Anderson and Mike Miner on that staff, Ben. Pretty ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. in all honesty. Chase
4: Anderson, he of a, what, seven ERA combined over the last two seasons between Philadelphia and
5: Toronto? Surprised it was that low. Plus 195 at, at DraftKings. One of the rare, uh, rare uh, opportunities. We're actually doing better uh, on on the dog uh, in the newer jurisdictions here. Plus 195 on Anderson. Again, Ben, teams have been bad off Sunday Night Baseball, especially road teams. They've only won four times outright this year on uh on the, if they're playing the day after Sunday night baseball, this one seems immune to that trend, though.
4: And especially too, Miles Michaelis. You would think logic would say bounce back start for him looked really shaky. i bet on him, of course. The last time he took the <laughs> took the ball at uh, Wrigley Field, there was lit up by the Cubs. And yes, I you know you at the same time it was a, that was an emotional come from behind, dramatic late inning. Win there for the Cardinals last night, and I know we'll be talking about that uh, going forward here because that had a big impact there on the divisional races. But uh, with the yes, with the rain delay, you like you're facing a pitcher who has not seen any big league action at all. The Reds just signed him and then immediately called him up, so it's it's an easy pass for me, is what I would say tonight, Jeff.
5: What's the price for the yes in the first inning? It kind of feels like get on Anderson early. Yeah. Maybe. we got 30 minutes Jeff, because of the Jeff, main I know
4: Jeff wants action. Do you, you don't have any plays right now? I have now? nothing right now. I uh, had, I, had, that, uh, we cannot do a final I action with Jeff I having know. zero well, plays. Well,
5: I, I had tennis earlier in the day. I had a, I had a small money line uh, parlay on the men's side that uh, Alexander Bolkon blew up by uh, losing uh, to uh, Montero of Brazil. Uh, but I did have uh, Zhang on the ladies' side, not Zhang on the men's side. If you had Zhang on the men's side, today.
4: Sorry. Yikes. P- first bad beat in the uh, U.S. Uh, Open. Tim
5: Van Rodehyven yes. Hi- R- Rode with a wild comeback uh, down two sets. Love, and you said 5-1 in the third set tiebreaker. Uh, saved
4: seven match points to yeah, Tim the- Van Rijthoven.
5: Yeah, there we go. The, the Dutchman. Dutchman. Yes. Yeah. Who obviously burst onto the scene in the grass uh, court he season did. earlier this year. Uh, winning a tournament uh, in the Netherlands uh, a few months ago. Minnesota. Brian Bayo and Dylan Bundy, your pitching matchup. This is just a testament to how bad Bundy is. That Bundy against a guy who I genuinely am not certain who he is goes to uh, Bundy's minus one fifteen.
4: Brian Bayo, yes, the twenty-two innings as a yeah. Red Sox. His last start was probably his best one. Went went five innings, only gave up a couple runs. Dude,
5: ERA seven.
4: But yeah. whip is over two. Yeah, that's that's where I was going. So. <laughs> But you have basically a pickup here for a Minnesota team, Fre- fresh bet. off of a sweep of the Giants, because, sure.
5: Well, again, the Twins uh, stabilizing the ship to get within two of the Guardians. Uh, speaking of not stabilizing the ship, Tony Larusa still employed and five games behind the Guardians now, with the White Sox in the American League yeah. Central, minus 110 behind us, uh, minus 115 at other shops on the Minnesota Twins, total eight and a half, Bundy and Bayo 5 uh, five ten Pacific, eight ten Eastern, seven ten local time. In your neck of the woods, Ben Wilson, the Pirates and the Brewers. The Pirates, last time these two teams met, the Pirates swept the Brewers at PNC Park. Now the uh, shift... The shift of the scene.
4: And I don't think they've won a series since they swept yeah, the Brewers dude, at <laughs> uh, PNC. I'm not
5: even certain if they've won a game, I know that other than Sunday against the Phillies. Uh Corbin Burns night for the Brew Crew, minus 320 on the Brewers at DraftKings. Oh. Bryce Wilson, who's been one of the worst pitchers in baseball this year. Uh plus three sixty five at DK, plus two eighty behind us. Total seven and a half. Now, Ben, I'll ask you this. I know Burns is dominant. He's coming off a horrible start in LA. So you would expect shoving from Corbin Burns tonight. Because of how bad Wilson not you, Bryce Wilson. It is, is. B it is B. It is Wilson. Bill, it is B. B Wilson. B Wilson. B Wilson. <laughs> uh, but but Bryce Wilson has been in the has been horrible this year. I know the Brewers offense is yeah, brutal. It is. Would you dare take a team total over with Milwaukee tonight because you're dealing with a gas can? Look, they did put up
4: nine against an equally awful state of the Cubs pitching staff yesterday after the Cubs used all of their good pitchers, essentially, on Friday in that series. So, the uh, look, do I think that series maybe starts to get the bats going for Milwaukee? Perhaps. That would be the only way I'd look. I It would be more of a attack the Pirates team total under instead, which is what we did last week. when. Matt, that's kind of been my strategy, Jeff. Really, really elite pitchers against the Pirates, it's been hammer the team total, first five under, full game under, did that with Max Fried last week and, and had pretty good results with it, uh, as why Tom Jack Braves fan certainly remembers when we did that here on the show. Uh, so that will actually be the angle that I, I would look at first. You just can't trust this Brewer lineup, no matter who the pitcher is, really. If it was me, B. Wilson, you still I still wouldn't trust Milwaukee. You
5: would have you know? mean 77-mile-an-hour you'd, you'd fastball back in the day?
4: Uh, about, that's about 10 miles uh, too fast. <laughs> okay. But I would always come in <laughs> after the guy who threw, like, 85. Yeah. He off. did tell me he had a mean pickoff move to third. I, I did. Yes, I picked off. I was a lefty. And, and I, you picked
3: someone off a third? Yeah. yeah. Did the guy fall over? <laughs> I mean, more or less. That's pretty <laughs> much what happened. I had a good – Did your third baseman my, not no, – no one knew that you were throwing over to the third, right? Oh, the third base. Like, I just – it. the guy was so far off the bag, it just
4: kind of worked out. sort of how that happened. I know. I modeled my pickoff move as a young child in southeastern Wisconsin after Chris Capuano.
5: Ah, yes. <laughs> Cash the Capuano mention on the final night of PTA here, folks. Uh, anyway. So. Three more games on the slate, all late, uh, and okay. 9.35 Eastern – At the big A. How about the Angels going north of the border and sweeping the Blue Jays randomly? 22 to 3 outscoring the Blue Jays. Yeah, totally eviscerating Toronto for no reason. Uh, The Yankees, who seemingly had founded. One five in a row, and then the offense just disappeared the last two days in Oakland. So losing two games to the horrible A's, the Yankees did. Send Frankie Montas to the mound against Jose Suarez. Minus 170 at DK and behind us on the Bronx Bombers. Plus 145 at DraftKings on ain- the Angels and Suarez. Total of a juice to the over behind us. Ben, I actually am considering betting on the Angels, which oh, is wow. never a fun oh. thing to why, say.
4: Why make... It, Jeff, you definitely have the. Uh, you're just trying to get some positive reinforcement energy. That's what I'm getting from you tonight, Jeff. Jeff needs to make a bet, okay? So I, I think that's where we're going.
5: Who's the Who's the dog most likely to win late at the U.S. Open tonight? it's oh,
6: a, a
4: great. That's a great question. I, uh, at least as far as the U.S. Open, I look. Is there a lot of uh, mathematical evidence here to support anything Serena Williams has done? in this comeback tour here. No, but I am, I did throw her into a two team uh, parlay here for the night session. Aya Tamjanovic is currently up a set, but down six, five in the second set to Carlina Muhova threw in uh, Serena Williams with that. And it's more just a straight fade of Danka Kovinich. Plus the fact that the U S open draw, they have rigged this in every way. Imaginable to try to get Serena at least to the third round at minimum. Danka Kovinich who's five and 12 at the tour level on hard court this year, winning, fewer than 93 percent of combined points on serve and return which is really
5: its really, not good
4: <laughs> really 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 bad so that is my play for tonight that one gets underway here in about five minutes we'll convince we're gonna get jeff on some sort of bet that i can guarantee you for the rest of the show up next we'll talk some nfl offensive rookie and defensive rookie the your talk some other nfl headlines as well up next on primetime action Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Again, we're just getting started on the show. Brady Cannon is going to join us in about a half hour's time. Then Danny Burke in approximately one hour. Uh do you have a
5: So you, you 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 talked me into it. We are on Oogle and Bear plus one twenty five. There we go.
4: If for those who have the V plus, plus subscription you can see what we talk about during commercials, which is a totally real thing that definitely exists. Uh, it should at least earlier in the break Jeff asked me what was the underdog I liked the most tonight. And I sort of half jokingly said uh you know, you should maybe look on the men's side and uh, take a stab on Daniel Alahi Galan against, uh, I actually just said a lot, just take Alahi Galan tonight. And Jeff goes, uh, "Who who is she and who does she play? And I said, uh, "Oh, that's that's a he." Yeah, he that was a, that was a that's name. That's a he, and he faces Sitsipas. That was today. a
5: name. That was a name I didn't recognize. <laughs> even with my so, time producing A and G, I didn't <laughs> didn't recognize that. And so that's that's, that's the level Jeff is that, at right that's now. That's the telltale sign of don't bet that if I don't even know what, what field uh, they're in.
4: Alahi Galani, twelve to one underdog against the number four seed, Stefano Sitsipas. Can so,
5: Sitsipas and Curios play at any point in this tournament that isn't the final or semifinal?
4: It would be the semi we Just get that again. That was that was that was just a fade for me. This tournament ah, never shame. been to us, he's never been to a second weekend at the U.S. Open. Jeff shame. Matteo Berrettini, we'll I'll talk about him a little later. He's he's he had a, he looked really good today. That's my pick out of that uh, particular quarter number two. I'm um, of the big NFL news today. This one coming out just about an hour ago, and then we'll, we'll transition here into some of our offensive rookie, defensive rookie of the year thoughts as well. But after all the months of speculation, Jeff, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, he is staying in San Francisco, and he's now mm-hmm. going to hold the honorable distinction of being in the NFL's highest-paid backup, as uh, as he will stay in San Francisco, gets a fresh deal, and it's just interesting from the betting implications because we talked so much in this, you know, the dog days of summer stretch, Jeff, about okay, where could he possibly go, and what the odds for his next team would be, and how we should try to get in front of this from the betting market. But sort of, I guess, similarly in a weird way to like the whole Kevin Durant saga in Brooklyn, the more you kind of dove deep into the specifics there in San Francisco, you kind of realized uh, there's not really a team, a a team that would fit for them to send him to and b there. Which wasn't really any incentive for him to leave at the end of the day. Obviously he would have loved to have been a starter somewhere, but this was in at the end of the day, Jeff, a pretty logical conclusion to a very bizarre off season for Jimmy G.
5: Uh, just a tremendous failure by the San Francisco front office to not get anything for him. Yeah. And hey, look, I understand the argument of, you're not certain if Trey Lance will be good. It'll be good to have a guy who was honestly a a a foot away from winning the Super Bowl. If that throw, Debo is a foot the other direct was it Debo or was it San- Sanders? I guess it was Emmanuel Sanders that deep ball day in the end of regulation. I believe so. Yes. Um, that that he just missed on, but I look. I, I don't get this. And the last thing you want, and we have seen this in the league before, where the young guy gets his opportunity, and then the team brings in a backup that's a little high profile or has started in the league and been successful in the past, and the young guy does not handle that well. So we have to see how Trey Lance handles that. But, but look, if Lance stinks or gets hurt, you have a good backup. You have the best backup in the NFL, Ben. There's no arguing that. He is the best backup quarterback in the league at this point. So – you at least have that going for you, but really a failure more than anything to at least not get anything for Garoppolo. That, that's a failure to me. Yeah. I,
4: look, and it, it it's kind of why I said, you know, weird way. It kind of reminds you of Durant, but at the same time from the actual, the team desire, the complete polar opposite. And now it, it's almost, it's one of those weird things where you have to at least feel, I would think you you feel a little bit better about San Francisco. Just the fact that For the team this year, they at least have a guy now. They have somebody in the room who is capable if the Lance experiment does not go the way that the 49ers front office wants it to. You at least know you have that, even though that is certainly not what they want to be, what what they want to have to be throwing out there uh, at the end of the day. So that will end up being at least the depth chart now. Lance won, Garoppolo, two in San Francisco. And it's funny because Lance is not going to be in our rookie of the year odds board because he's not a rookie, Jeff, even though he essentially is. It'll be his third career NFL start when he takes the ball week one in Chicago. But what is interesting is how there's not really a main rookie quarterback that is getting a whole lot of buzz this year in that rookie of the year, at least if we look on the offensive side of the ball, Jeff, unlike what we saw last year where you had a number of quarterbacks right at the top of that draft. So as we look at how the odds have kind of shifted here uh, and, and the big news that really has impacted this market was what was reported over the weekend in Washington where uh, Brian Robinson shot multiple times during a possible attempted Robbery. Uh, the team said it was non-life-threatening injuries. They have not yet ruled him out for the season. He had become a very popular kind of long-shot flyer. One hundred
5: and fifty to one. He got uh, bet all the way down to fifteen.
4: Yeah, and he is not on our on our, on the list anymore. We certainly hope that everything health-wise uh, comes up. For him, and he's able to return at some point this season. Good to at least hear on the preliminary reports that he's going to be all right. But Where do you stand now, Jeff, with some of the ridiculous movement? Romeo Dobbs was probably the second biggest mover behind uh, Brian Robinson. Works that he has been betting out down to eleven to one, which Absurd. is the shortest I've seen him. And he, even the most gung ho Dobbs Absurd. fan, that is a yeah. I'm sure it's the me. wrong it's, it's
5: the wrong receiver still on the Packers. Christian Watsons went from twelve to one to sixteen to one. I know I know he hasn't played at all yet. But if Watson gets out there, I think Watson's going to be better than Dobbs. So that's one. Looking at this, what was da- Damian? What was Damian Pierce at his peak? Because if you got in early on Pierce, job well done. Because if I'm betting, even at na- even now, even though it would be chasing a number that is far from the peak, Damian P- Pierce is clearly the number one running back in Houston. Assuming Lovey doesn't have a love affair with Rex Burkett, <laughs> which I don't, which disagree. could happen. Man, I'm, not, well, I'm not discounting it, right. but but it shouldn't. Pierce, to me, and the the one problem is you a running back as a rookie on a bad team, you could end up with 10% less production than you would hope because the team might be horrible and probably will be horrible. But Pierce, to me, if we're going off the guy who I think is going to win rookie of the year, I would right now look at Pierce. I would look at Tolbert in Dallas because there's a real shot that Tolbert could end up being the second-best wide receiver on that team by the end of the year. And then I would also look at Traylon Burks in Tennessee, because if the Titans overachieve, someone has to catch passes from Ryan Tannehill. And I would imagine it'd be Traylon Burks. So those would be the guys I would look at. Uh, Drake London's obviously fell because of the injury. Mm-hmm. We're not exactly sure what his status is yet. Uh, if he's healthy, he's getting the ball from Mariota and Ritter, even a Ritter in a great preseason. I'm not buying him at all. So, yeah, that's that would be what I would look at. And if you're going way down the board, Alec Pierce in Indianapolis would be one I would be considering. But the one problem with that is I don't expect much production until about week five or six, and that really hurts you
4: kind of what we've seen, especially, too, like where a guy in London slides, when you are not going to get that immediate production, and especially, too, when you know these odds, just like we talk about with everything else, in-season win totals and futures, these things are still available basically every single week. So especially for these guys that might start off slower, you will probably see those odds just just the way, you know, we've been around this enough, Jeff, just the way the season works. If If a guy doesn't do much early or is injured the first couple of games, those odds are, are probably going to artificially slide, maybe too much. So, if you actually believe in one of those guys, you, there's no reason really to bet it uh, right now, at least at this point. As far as the defensive side, uh, Jeff, it's Aiden Hutchinson, Kayvon Thibodeau, who remain 1 2 on your odds board. Hutchinson here at plus 450. He's gotten a lot of attention through hard knocks and a, and a pretty solid preseason overall. Little short, though, on a, pre, on a relatively random market like this, to have a, at least for me, to have a ton of conviction in a guy who is sub five to one leading the odds board there.
5: So this is a little bit of a more difficult market for me to figure out because I like the shorter shots. Obviously Thibodeau's dealing with that knee injury off that chop block or a cut block, I should say. So that obviously impacts him. We've seen him go backwards because of that. Hutchinson, Hutchinson's your rightful favorite. And he also, the one the, the reason you can't bet him now is you probably get a better number in season unless he just gets that off to an outrageous start. And all the Lions in all of these markets have the hard knocks bump right now. So right. you can't really bet Hutchinson right now. Problem is, I'm not buying Trayvon Walker right away. It's very hard for a linebacker like Quay Walker and N'Kobe Dean. Remember, N'Kobe Dean went round three, and he's 12-1 to right now. You don't see that very often. That's a fully reputation from what he was at Georgia. Secondary guys just don't win this award. So, like, as much as I love Kyle Hamilton as a player and as as, as much as I th- I hope Derek Stingley and, and Sauce Gardner are good right away, secondary guys don't win it. You're going down the board. It's a very easy bet. It's Carl Loftus in Kansas City, though. We saw an impact yeah. in the preseason.
4: If you're buying he, the hype, too, he, on Carl Loftus. He's going to
5: play. He's going to play, and he's going to play a lot, and they're going to need him to produce. So, Carl Loftus would be the only thing in this market right now, even though, again, not getting the best of it, still worth it at 16. I think it's worth it. Okay. And that, look, and that's, to me,
4: the, the hardest thing about, especially when you see the movement, and a lot of that is personnel kind of order of depth chart based and, and which guys are going to get more run. But it's also, you see these really limited sample sizes in preseason, Jeff, and it's like, okay, what is real? And what is just a guy with an immense amount of skill going up against threes and fours and guys who will never play National, League, National Football League games? That's where you have to balance that out. True. And it, look, the reports have been really, really good. I, I have tried my hardest, though, to remain kind of, steadfast and neutral and not overreacting to a lot of those things and so as a result like I'm not going to get involved with the with these offensive or defensive the rookie of your markets at least just because of of all the things we don't know and there are many different things we do not know in the National Football League this probably leads the list wouldn't you say isn't that fair yeah I think think that's fair Ben yeah that's a fair assessment Uh, when we return it's time for some fruit baskets the final time we will do that Welcome Daniel LaVar to introduce our fruit baskets on the other side. A lot of fruit to give out from over the weekend that was in sports betting. We'll do that next here on v the Sports Betting Network. It is football season, and betters know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like Veasan, and now is the time to become a Veasan subscriber and get our comprehensive college and pro guides. Only Veasan subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up early, and for a discounted one hundred seventy-five dollars, you'll receive both guides and full Veasan access all the way through the Super Bowl, or join us for $40 a month and see everything Vison has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. You figured you wouldn't be able to keep the Dodgers down for an incredible amount of time there, Jeff. And they've quickly, on a Will Smith, 19th home run of the season, uh, taken over on uh, Pablo Lopez. 2-1 lead there for the Dodgers into the bottom of the third. Michael Grove with the spot start tonight for the Dodgers. Michael Grove. You heard of him? No. Okay. <laughs> Will Smith in Miami, though, makes sense. That it does. Yeah. Very good, Jeffrey. Yeah. Proud of you.
5: It's a fi-
4: it is the final primetime action. So we figured we'd get, you know, we'd, we'd have some sort of jokes thrown out there by one uh, Jeff Parles. As far as fruit baskets, it's the final time we get to give out fruit to different teams or players or whatever at different institutions, I guess, for helping us win bets. So let's do it one final time. Fruit baskets here on primetime action.
1: Some bets are more
2: fruitful than others. Let's find out who deserves a fruit basket of their own for helping the primetime action crew win this weekend.
4: Ah, yes, it was the first weekend of college football, which means Jeff was, I'm sure feverishly betting random games and teams. And what did you come up with? Yeah, let's,
5: let's go to it uh, again. The, uh, the nice uh, silhouette of me about a hundred pounds lighter than I really am. That's a great uh, picture. Then, oh, it's the Colonel's. No, the governor's come on. Yeah, come on. Get your Ohio, your Ohio Valley schools. Right. Dang ben it. Wilson. Come I'm on. In, I'm in preseason. Come mode. on. That's Austin P's logo on the left side. Austin P. Why did I think that was like Eastern Kentucky? I can't help you there. Can't help you there, Ben. Why did I th- But Austin P. I, I uh so they're getting 32 and a half. I I got 33 and a half in game. No sweat. They uh Wait, What wrote- do you say 33 and a half in game? Yeah. Down 7-3. <laughs>
4: I should have known because Eastern Kentucky did not play this weekend. They yeah, played so, Eastern Michigan.
5: So uh, easy, easy, week. easy cover for the Governors. It was a one-point game going into the fourth quarter against Western Kentucky, by the way. Western Kentucky, there was a moment there where it was like, uh, we're going to have the worst beat of all time, but no. 38-27, to 27, the final. Governors, easy. Get it done. And then I, you know what? I had Northwestern only in the first half getting seven, which ended up being pretty easy. But I'm going to give Northwestern credit. Because they had to take advantage of Nebraska's shenanigans, and they totally did. So job well done by the Northwestern Wildcats. For me, plus seven in the first half. For everyone else, plus whatever you got them for the game and whatever you got them on the money line, bravo. And now, Ben, we can't end Fruit Baskets without some absurdity on the soccer pitch. Oh, lay it on us. There we go. We're going to the Bundesliga. Bundesliga. There we go. Not Bundesliga two, but the actual. Bundesliga. The actual Bundesliga. Uh, so Ben, uh, you, you, you and you and I, uh, you and I and uh, my fiance Margaret, we all went to dinner last week, and we were actually talking about. It, somehow got on the Bundesliga as a conversation topic. Somehow. You and I, as one dinner. does when you yes. go to dinner with yes. Jeff and his fiance, yes. you start yes. talking Bundesliga. Yes. I swear
4: that's not being made up.
5: That actually did happen, and we were actually talking about how bad Bayer Leverkusen has looked so far this year. So I was I, going through it uh, going through it on Saturday morning. I was Amazing. up early, and I was like, oh, Bayer Leverkusen's playing Mainz, who is a team that's off to a, a really good start so far this year. And, all right, we'll take Leverkusen pick, plus 115. Four go to plus 180. It was 3-0 in the first 30 minutes. Ended up winning 3-0. Easy winner for me on Leverkusen. And then, how about Union Berlin, who's really... Off to a fabulous start. Uh, this match was one-one in the 32nd minute. Minute again uh, against uh, Schalke. Didn't end one-one. Six-one. Union Berlin gets it, it done. It did not end six-one. So I'm, A Bundesliga fruit basket oh, to end it all. There
4: we go. You're gonna pay the taxes on that, uh, you know, that, that overseas shipping there. You willing? You willing <laughs> to do that? I'm sure Matt Brown. He's like, really, guys. Last primetime action, and you're gonna talk soccer. But he's a, you he, know what?
5: He, he, he was. Uh, I, I sent him a. Uh, a picture of the box score for Liverpool against oh. uh, against Bournemouth on oh. uh, Saturday, which, which, by the way, Ben, I, I will say this: I'll show you the text message. Someone we went to college with, who's out actually in the gambling space for soccer, when it was two 0 eight minutes into that match, I texted him, "Hey, Liverpool might win this match nine nil."
4: Good which, on you! John. It's
5: a shame that I didn't bet the exacta. I couldn't even imagine what that price would have been on <laughs> nine nil and two, even a two nil. We could, have, we could have made exact a lot of
4: money. 9-0 yeah. for Liverpool.
5: Should have driven to Arizona. Liverpool. Yeah, there
4: you wow. go. All, All right, right. What, do
5: you, what do you got then?
4: Well, uh, I was I was hoping to have more than just one fruit basket. Uh, the U.S. Open tennis season underway today. And at least a good start for, uh, for us with Matteo Berrettini this morning. Gets the job done. Absolutely. Uh, rolls in his first match. Straight set winner there for young Matteo Berrettini and uh, against Nicholas Yari, the the serve bot Chilean 6'3. So Berrettini looks good. That's That was uh, my one of my long shot futures as well. Took him 30 to one before he just went into an awful run of form, lost in the first round, both of his lead in tournaments to this. Still kind of feel like he's a little bit undervalued there a uh, Berrettini. So good start there. I was ready to give out a fruit basket to uh, Max Cressy, but this might have to be a rotten fruit basket. Oh, Guy is up a set. And a break serving for the second set against the uh, who against the uh, Hungarian uh, today he was he was facing and for some reason I've lost a, a couple different matches for whatever reason betting against uh, Martin Fuksovic. and this one ended up the same way although it was in a very weird roundabout way because Cressy gets broken hurts himself in the process and then retires and as most anybody who bets tennis knows most of these matches as long as the match goes one set or more you have action. So if, if a player retires and a set has already been completed, you're just out of luck. So uh, no thanks to Cressy. But at the very least, a late fruit basket as well for Aya Tamyanovic. Her match just ended. She got it done for me. 6-3, 7-6 over Karolina Muhova. And that ties us in now to Serena Williams, who is just underway uh, in serving. They're just underway against Danka Kovinic. So a nice little tennis sweat to have here. Hopefully one final winner video, Jeff. That is my hope. But... At the same time, unless this match goes three hours, we'll also have one final loser video if she loses. So, either way, it's a, it's a win-win, I would have to say. Actually, right? you
5: know what? Actually, real quick here. Guys downstairs, <laughs> d- 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 real quick. Because we at least have to guarantee ourselves something in the way of loser or winner videos. Our guy, behind the glass, Mr. Wyatt Tomcheck, is on the board tonight. That is... He's
3: wanna know, Thank you, Chicago board. Cubs and Toronto he, Blue he Jays. He had the
5: the no run in the first oh, inning, north what? of the border between the Cubs and the Blue Jays. In typical Wyatt fashion, he didn't tell us until there were two outs at the bottom of the first. There it is. When we get the dancing kid, I didn't want to jinx it.
4: Wait, so you, so your logic for not telling the people well, we on the show what it. your play? Yeah, but it's it's one of those unwritten rules. If you have a play, you can you just jump in and say. I just wanted to stop the flow of the show.
5: The, I just wanted to see the dancing kid. So uh, Wyatt. Regard- if Sir- if the Serena match goes a long way, it somehow goes the next two hours and twenty minutes, you could very easily have the final Serena's up one
4: nothing. So <laughs> winner or loser the video, it's
5: in the it's bag. A, Serena's pr- up one nothing. It's a proud moment in, uh, PTA, history proud
3: moment in uh, PTA history for me. Did you have a did you have a fruit basket as well? I low? did. I had a, I had a couple. Uh, you know, we were talking about soccer. Wow. Now we get to have some NASCAR fruit baskets. <laughs> were you the guy that had the thir- the thirteen dollar uh, parlay no, that I won wish. a million? Oh my god, that was you so see lucky. That? You know the, the the possibility that had like been a billion to one in in the NASCAR terms. I mean it was so that was so crazy. I mean I mean it the was the almost third, third, a million that's why that's why third this way 13 <laughs> yeah. to win 999,000. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That I, w- I wish, but I did have uh, Ryan Blaney and Tyler Reddick to win their uh, groups. Tyler Reddick easily uh, winning it uh, finishing second, but Ryan Blaney who won his group because he wrecked early on in the race. Was The car was so bad, he fell like six laps behind, so he wasn't competitive. But that worked out to his advantage because he missed the big wreck when everyone went into turn one and it started raining and they all spun out and crashed. I won a group bet with him with him him with finishing like four laps down. It so, he was, was
4: like, so he was so far back that it just worked. Oh yeah. Everybody else crashed and then he... Yeah. That was our, our, our guy, Brendan, gone. That was the, the year of the insane Daytona crash. Brendan was like... Wasn't Brendan one of, like, ten people who actually finished the race? I'm pretty sure. Didn't Brendan finish, oh, when, like, eighth When that they year?
3: restarted that race, there was at least, I think, ten cars actually running for a win. I just remember Brendan was, like way back in the pack, and then, like, half the field got wiped out.
4: And all of a sudden, you know, and we're, we all know Brendan, so we're, you know, we're hoping to see him do well. All of a sudden, you just see this mass pile of cars. <laughs> and then Brendan just kind of like, Meh. <laughs> And then he finished top ten. It was so cool.
3: Anyway. That, that, good job Wyatt. we're proud that, of that that uh that is also how all the three of those uh lower funded teams were able to finish in the t- so that's how that happened they almost won the race too they were they were they had a good chance it was of one, win- it
4: was three guys i've never heard of and it was all top 10 finish right uh yes correct and it was what, like a giant odds and they were all
3: parlayed yeah. together Which uh, john glead had one of them uh, he had david reagan who finished i believe ninth in that race david so, reagan nascar
4: yep. <laughs> NASCAR racer or a North Carolina con- congressional candidate. See
5: that I was I was I was thinking Georgia, <laughs> but dude, you got a you got a good, uh, good 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 uh, good to play by the end of this.
4: I, th- I think so. Well, congratulations to everybody who at least won bets this weekend. Glad glad we you could get in on the fruit basket action before this show wraps up. Golf claps around. Uh, And up next, when we return on the show, we'll be visited by Brady Cannon, who is a big part of our football coverage this season as we will continue to talk about our new lineup of shows, which begins in earnest tomorrow here on the network. Brady, a former Super Contest champion, gives his thoughts on the upcoming National Football League season. That is next, right here on Primetime Action.
3: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Your next win is Brewing. Play free fantasy baseball, football and basketball with the draft time matchups presented by Miller light draft wins in 13 contests and compete for your share of $41,000 in total cash prizes. Head to draftkings.com slash Miller to get in on the action. Miller light. Great taste, less filling 21 and over only terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See draftkings.com for details. Celebrate responsibly. We're back on primetime action before we welcome in our friend Brady cannon. We, we have to mention this Jeff. <laughs> Our, in, in Jeff's quest to find a live dog tonight in the U.S. Open tennis card, I sort of half-heartedly s- selected for him uh, Alahi Galan uh, at uh, 14-1 to against Stefano Tsitsipas, the number four seed. But Jeff didn't realize that Alahi Galan is on the male side of the draw. Because well, he, he,
5: he just went with the last name. I thought yeah. Alahi was a first, was a first uh, name.
4: It, it's, it's, a, it's a mistake that you, more than you have made, yeah. I'm sure, Jeff. We're looking at scores during the break. Daniel Alahi Galan, the Colombian, is up six oh three oh, and is now minus one twenty in the live market as a pre match fourteen to one underdog. I, uh,
5: are,
4: you, are you kidding me? I mean, I look. I said I was not a big fan of Sitsipas in general, and in uh, this I tournament. Mean, this but is, I mean, be I am ridiculous. all in on Alahi Galan. Let's beyond go, baby. Ridiculous. Let's open up the quarter for my guy Matteo Berrettini. That's ridiculous. Six oh three oh. So, anyway, as as we were but let's just we can at least appreciate that for now. And Serena Williams up up to nothing. Good start against a uh, Danka Kovinic is the goat of women's tennis tries to uh, keep it going one more one more round in her final tournament there as a professional. We mentioned a little bit earlier our VEASAN pro and college football guides. They are now out. So want to get uh, one of our football experts here on the show, our final show of primetime action tonight. He is a former Westgate Super Contest, one of the local football contests in town, a champion there about a decade ago. Brady Cannon, who also is our outstanding host of the VEASAN Long Shots show talking all things golf, but uh, Brady's welcome you in now that the golf season has come to an end. We transition into football. I have to imagine you're you're pretty excited uh, rearing up to get things going once again here in the football season, and you will be uh, hosting once again, our, our pro football contest specific show this weekend, which I know we're all excited about to uh, have you back on that show.
6: Yeah, I, the new uh, lineup, of course, begins tomorrow. Where all the information was released today. Really fired up to be working with uh, a great friend and a guy I've known a long time, Mike Pritchard, uh, for the Pro Football Blitz on Saturday and Sunday, and then Mike Palm and Derek and... Uh, Jeff Benson will probably join us as well uh, for the last hour of that program on Saturday when we released the consensus picks uh, picks for the Circa Contest, the Circa Millions and the Survivor. So, yeah, I mean, it was such a fun couple of shows last year, doing it with James and really looking forward to uh, getting on board with Pritch for this season.
5: Brady, before we get to football, just uh, your your overall reaction to the come-from-behind FedEx Cup championship for Rory McIlroy?
6: Well, it was fantastic because I had a ticket on Rory. That's always <laughs> that good. Helps. Uh, I, I really bookended the season with outrights. I won the very first tournament in Kapalua with Cam Smith and then uh, finished it up with the final tournament with Rory McIlroy. But, you know, it, it was so fitting, right? I mean, this guy, you know, just really has taken, along with Tiger Woods, but probably even more so Rory McIlroy, for the last few months, it seems, has taken the world of golf on his shoulders. And then not only to take on that responsibility and kind of lead the tour, carry the torch for the PGA Tour, but then to also go out and win a golf tournament from six shots behind. And let's not forget, I thought my ticket was done on Thursday. He started six shots behind Scotty Scheffler and triple bogeyed his very first hole. So right out of the gate, he's nine shots back. And then comes back to win the whole thing. Yeah, it, it was really awesome, not only for my, uh, my pocket, but uh, also for, for the world of golf to, for mm-hmm. Rory to make a statement like that, his third FedEx Cup championship. Really remarkable. And then I don't know if you guys saw some of the social media, the way Scotty Scheffler's family was so congratulatory, and the, the exchange that they had with Rory and Scotty's family uh, was so classy. Great to see.
4: Yeah, Congratulations, too, in order for you guys. The whole Long Shots crew, and another really, really successful uh, campaign. I know it's just a brief offseason in the golf. You guys will be back at it here a little bit later this fall. Yourself, Wes Reynolds, Matt Eumann. So uh, congrats to all of you guys. Again, Brady, you can follow it, Las Vegas Golfer if you don't do so already. Uh, As far as the NFL, though, it's it's interesting. We always, especially for a contest winner like yourself in the past, Brady, people always want to know, all right, what's a team you're really high on? What's a team that you are going to be fading? Let's start with a team you are really high on. I know you're looking at a team in a pretty competitive division there in the AFC North. Who did you land on as a team that you are pretty bullish on uh, in the futures and win total markets there this season?
6: Yeah, I have uh, both a division winner bet and a season win total bet uh, on the over for the Baltimore Ravens over nine and a half wins and then to win the division at plus 190. Uh, You can still find it in the neighborhood of plus 150 and I don't think that's uh, too bad of a play. I I probably wouldn't want to go a whole lot lower than that, but you guys know how this league is. What goes up must come down, and, and vice versa. It's just such a seesaw phenomenon. We always see worst to first and first to worst, and that's what we saw in this same exact division with the Cincinnati Bengals. This time last year, we were talking about them at 30-1 to to win the division. They had only won four games the prior season. And they just exceeded expectations in such a massive way. Uh, they more than doubled their win total. They, they went, they increased their win total from the year prior by six games. Of course, they go to the Super Bowl. It's really just a Cinderella story. And usually when you do something like that, you know, you kind of set yourself up for regression the following year, especially when you're in the role of the Super Bowl loser, which, of course, the Bengals are. Now, I think you can argue that they did improve their team, their roster, uh, but I just think there is so much going against them because, again, they ascended so high last year that I believe that they'll level off a little bit and really just the polar opposite with the Baltimore Ravens who were decimated by injury before the, before the season even started and then throughout the season to their secondary, uh, to their offensive line, and then, you know, most importantly to their quarterback, and they still almost made the playoffs. They, they were one win away from making the postseason. They lost four games, without Lamar Jackson at quarterback last season, by a combined total of five points. And I think that just speaks to how good this team is, how sound this organization is. And, and Ben, you and I talked about it on uh, the run line last night. They remind me of the St. Louis Cardinals. They're just a machine Mm -hmm. as far as a business. They're always good. You can always count on them um, to do well. And, And last year, even though they did pretty well, they did finish last in the division, And they they suffered a number of, you know, bad luck deals along the way. And I think the injury luck, you know, contributed to that, to all these bad numbers that they suffered in a huge way. So you would expect them to regress positively in 2022 in the way of injury luck. They were minus 11 in turnover differential. They were minus 23 in sack margin. And they were next to last in the league, 31st in the NFL in third down conversion percentage in the first half of games. So I expect, with a healthy Baltimore Ravens team, all of that will change, and they will get back to their winning ways. The Steelers, I think, are probably better than people think, but I don't think they're ready to win the division. I think the Cleveland Browns could finish second and possibly win a wild card. That team is still very talented, despite uh, what they lack at quarterback. And I do expect the Cincinnati Bengals to regress. So that kind of leaves you with the Ravens. And uh, I have, uh, I have high hopes for the Ravens. I wouldn't be uh, surprised if they won the AFC conference.
5: Brady, let's go to the flip side here. You've won under, and it is seemingly a very popular under amongst most this year.
6: Yeah, it, it is the Chicago bears. And I couldn't believe this actually opened at seven. I took under six and a half wins. So Uh, There's not a huge difference there. Obviously, if they land on seven, it would have been a push. In this case, it's a loss. But um, I just don't think they can get to seven wins. And I was, uh, you know, looking at this schedule of the Chicago Bears a while ago, and I basically came up with four games that probably made sense that they could win. And I gave them a fifth because we know there's always some outlier crazy game where you just, you know, you're surprised and a big underdog wins or what have you. Um, but, you know, they lose Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks up front. The offense loses Allen Robinson at wide receiver, and they didn't do anything to improve those areas. He, he still has very limited targets, does Justin Fields to throw to. His offensive line allowed a league-high 58 sacks last year, and they didn't do anything to improve that unit. So. You know, they they drafted defensively with their first picks in the draft, and they drafted in the secondary, not on the front seven. Um, Eber Flus, obviously a defensive-minded coach coming from that position with Indianapolis, but I, I think the offense we saw, even in the preseason, and I know you can't take a whole lot from the preseason, but for the most part we saw Justin Fields running for his life behind a lousy offensive line without any good targets to throw to, And I think you're probably going to see a lot of that this season. I know a couple of people that even bet them to have the least amount of wins the entire year. And, uh, you know, you can find that still in the neighborhood of 10 to 1. So... I feel pretty good about them not being able to get to seven wins.
4: That thing's been bet down pretty aggressively as well. At one point in the 12, 15 to 1 range there on Bears to have the fewest wins this season. He is Brady Cannon. We'll be able to catch him all uh, these weekends as well on our new VEASAN lineup talking all things contest related. Uh, So check him out at Las Vegas Golfer on Twitter. Brady, as always, man, appreciate the time and uh, congrats again. Excited to see you on the network once again. Weekends here this fall as when we return, we'll update all the scores, go through everything else. Danny Burke going to join us in hour number two as well of prime time
6: Zumo Play.